Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. And this afternoon I had a Panera half and half. It was a Greek salad, which is, you know, my one of my favorite salads. And a steak sandwich, which was very... I mean, that's a lot for me. I mean, normally I don't have steak. Having a steak sandwich uh, almost made me think of Christmas leftovers. Um, on top of that, wow, today Casey got so much sanding done. It's always a uh, pleasure to uh, have her do the sanding. It means that I can slip away and low-key watch YouTube videos and wait to clean, which of course is what we did. Uh, the one thing I want to talk to you guys about that is of interest is uh, more bathroom stuff, okay? We're still waiting on the drywall, and we roughed everything out, moved stuff, and put them in place, uh, which made me realize that the cabinet is off-center of the faucet, which is mounted in the wall. And what I think I'm going to have to do is cut the side, the inner side of the right of the sink cabinet, which is a drawer bank, and shift the whole sink over as far as it can go, um, basically splitting the difference. Because uh, we have a massive sink. It wouldn't be a problem if we had a normal-sized sink. We could just mount it off of center of the cabinet, still inside the footprint of the cabinet. But the average sink is 17 inches wide, and ours is 23 inches wide. Um, and we need to move it over about an inch and a half. So it already doesn't really sit flush and we're going to have to, uh, see what we can do. Let's put it that way. Um, worst case scenario, we can just put, we can just shift the whole cabinet over, uh, and put a spacer between it and the wall to make up the difference. But I would rather prefer to keep the exterior look of the cabinet sleek and, um, minimal, and I think when most people wouldn't care about a filler, I would. So the other thing I want to talk about is after podcasting last night, I went and got the manual uh, out of the box for our smart toilet. And I started looking at it and trying to decide what features it actually had because you can get excited with all the features and you can, uh, you know, you can lose track of what all you're getting. Um, and the actual best way to confirm, I found, was to look at the remote control for our toilet, uh, the Toto Washlet remote. And I tell you guys what, this is the craziest remote that's ever come with a gizmo that I've ever had. Um, I've had a crazy programmable remote that had a screen on it, but that was, of course, like a sold separately type deal. But this remote is huge. It's the size of a TV remote. On the front, it has settings for rear and front washing and a dryer. On the sides, it has rocking adjusters for both the position of the wash wand, which sprays water, and also the pressure of the water with like light-up LEDs behind uh, the, gra the graduated little markers. And then it also has a mode or two buttons, one to make it pulsate and the other to make it oscillate. And you can program two user modes um, so that, you know, for example, me or Casey, I could set it up to uh, 
a further position or a, a back position and whatever pressure I like and whatever temperature. And that's what brings me to this. You flip over the whole remote and on the back is this screen, which has access to like the deeper energy saver functions, the temperature settings for both the water dryer and the heated seat. And then you can also adjust the functions of the automatic sensors. So you can change the time it takes for it to automatically flush when you walk away. Um, you can change whether or not if you stand and hover over it, it will raise both the toilet cover and the toilet seat, uh, assuming that you're standing to pee. And uh, you can change, like, I guess as you step up and walk away, uh, what kind of flush it does and... If it closes the lid, I think before or after you flush, there's all sorts of crazy settings and I'm really going to have to unpack it. Uh, and then on the top, actually, I forgot these buttons. It has both a full and a light flush, depending on what kind, and a button to uh, open or close uh, the seat. And you guys get what I say. Like, it's kind of a boring thing to describe this toilet remote control, but... Um, there's a lot, and it, it's really impressive. So I have long been most excited for this uh, gizmo in the house. I can't imagine another gizmo getting me as excited. But uh, as annoying as the vanity problems were, that was some reconciliation because we did, in fact, confirm that the seat is heated and that it auto-opens and closes and all that jazz. I don't think it has a nightlight on it. Um, that was the difference between it and the more expensive toilet, uh, was that the other one like has a nightlight, I guess, but also this toilet has a deodorizing feature and a, um, a nonstick mist feature. And both of those can be set to automatically when you sit down or go up, uh, it'll wait some time and it'll like pre mist the bowl or deodorize it. And it has like a little feature, um, I'm sorry, a little filter in the side of the toilet that like runs water through it and I don't know, deodorizes somehow. Uh, I think that's kind of wild. And then you might be interested to know because it's, you know, like an electronic toilet and it has all these electronic features, including the flush, they have to have a backup power outage flush mode, which is like a ripcord that deploys out of the side of the toilet. So you would like reach down with, I guess, your left hand and you would like produce this ripcord and you would pull that down for several seconds and it would flush kind of like a, uh, like it's evoking the oxygen masks in an airplane. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that detailed account of uh, the toilet and my day. Uh, I hope that um, you know it finds you in good health, and that you come again tomorrow.